Hello? Hey. What did you say? Thank you. You're okay, Oh, you're talking. Can you hear me now? I think so. I was just saying I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One second, I'll call you back. One second. Oh, okay. Hello? Hi. Oh my god, perfect timing. I was literally just... Hey, Ma. Hey. Hello. This is what mornings are like every single day. It's been four and a half years of this, but for the first few years, Magnus and I did manage to see each other every couple of months. But this entire last year, nothing. A whole year. What the fuck? Have you ever done long distance? If you have, you know that that end date is the most important thing. And so we had planned that 2020 was going to be the year that we would finally come together and everything would just fall into place. Instead, like everyone in the world, things changed. No matter what your plan was, We've all had to adapt and over this last year there's been tears and heartache but a lot of acceptance and nine days out of ten, it's fine. But there's always that one fucking day where you are just a little tired of looking on the bright side and on those days, if you are lucky enough to have a sweet friend to turn to, then you got to check in. I'm recording my little brook bony. Wolfie, can you believe it? I can't believe it because I just got a photo um, notification the other day and it was that picture of us after we just went through a beautiful walk through the Grove and we went to Erewhon, which is a supermarket in LA where they have heaps of bougie and wanker things, like (laughs) stuff that we love. And like a year on, we're sitting here in Sydney. And it feels like a world away. When we were together in LA last year, you were like, Lindy, it's your new home. You came to meet me at Magnus and I's home in West Hollywood. I can't believe it's been a year now since I've been there. People always say to me when they're like, oh, Lindy's boyfriend's not here. Or like, when are they going to see each other or whatever? How is she coping? And honestly, like I just say to them, she has like patience of a saint because we're polar opposites like that you know I'm like the most impatient person in the world (laughs) I want instant gratification but you have this like just incredible like innate ability to just let things sort of flow and take their course and I know that this year has like tested your patience in ways that you know even has been testing for you the patron saint of patience (laughs) it's like been incredible to watch how resilient you are and how you sort of process the things that happen. You know, I've seen that even this year has, like, tested you and how difficult it's been. Because ultimately, like, when you go through the best of times or the worst of times or even the most mundane of times, you want the person there that you love the most in the world with you to hit those milestones or to help you sort of get through something really tough. And, you know, sometimes a phone call doesn't cut it, you know? And it's hard. It's really hard. Please meet one of my best friends, Brooke. We're the kind of friends that know each other's daily highs and lows and every detail in between. And we're always there for each other. 
I think like to see how both of you have sort of changed and adapted and like grown through it has been like something that's truly wonderful because you're not tethered together because you've got kids or because you're married or because you know there's like something that's forcing you to sort of keep going on like you're tethered together because you love each other and ultimately you want to be together and there's something that's like it makes me feel like I'm gonna cry there's something that's truly beautiful about persevering through all of this stuff and I always think of that as like the benchmark for you know relationships or commitment is that you're apart there's no physical contact but you love each other so much that you sort of hope and pray that this time will end and you'll, you know, you'll end, you'll end up back in the same place physically. Um, either that or your vagina is just going to like close over and you'll be reborn as a virgin. Which would also not be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> let's not lie. Well, let's just look down at my closed up vagina for the next little while while we go for a little stroll. Have a little stretch. Focus on the things that, you know, make us happy in the day-to-day. Have lots of snacks. So many snacks. You know, I love those dried berries that you got. All right, so we'll leave little Brookie in the park and we'll get on with it. If you're in a long-distance relationship, this episode is dedicated to you. How have you been coping? Especially in this last total shitter of a year where we just can't really make travel plans. We'll find out how long distance actually affects you and how it could work for you. And if you sent me a voicemail on Instagram in this last week, then fucking watch out because we'll get into the advice that you've been sharing. Hi, Karamba. Yes, I am. I'm in the lobby. Now you're meeting another person I talk to basically every day. This is my manager, Mark. Oh my god. This is what we do here. Dogs allowed in the this office? This is the greatest. Everybody. Hey, hello. I'm good. I'm already recording. Are you ready? Mark is a star. I'm always ready. Hey, congratulations. I saw the email. As usual, we're having a work meeting with him today. We love our business chat. But the other side to Mark is that he is a total romantic and he's always told me about how he and his American wife, Miranda, did long distance for well over a year before she could move to Australia. So this is our new office. So this is the Venetian meeting group office. He talks about their long distance relationship as having this magic to it. And now, a decade on... He sometimes misses those special moments where you're constantly putting in effort because you're not next to the person. I look back at the long distance component of our relationship and go, that was the most amazing time in some ways that we've had. And so I suppose the helpful piece to people like yourself who might be in in that moment is to, there's potentially a reframing there from, 
I love this person, but this sucks. This is really hard. This is really difficult. How are we ever going to get to a better version of our relationship than this long distance version to actually reframing it and thinking in a funny way? This in many ways will be the most amazing version of our relationship for so many ways. And just to really think about those things, think about the beautiful little phone conversations you have that you might not sort of focus on now you might not think much of them but when you sit back on them and think from a future perspective what are that what are those things going to look like to me the little extra bits of effort the little extra bits of imagination so it's kind of trying to turn what feels like probably overtly pretty shitty at the time try and when you're in it perhaps don't wish that part away yes you want to be with that person and you want to be reunited with that person and of course that's perfectly the right thing to think but at the same time just try and treasure each day and perhaps the different relationship that you're having now than you might have in the future because I suspect you'll look back upon it fondly when you get through the other side yeah I suspect you will I think so Magnus and I say this thing where we um when we're in long distance it's like every day is a fucking birthday What's special? What are you eating? What can I give you? Oh, we're going to see each other? We're going to go to the best restaurant. We're going to go to the best park. We're going to have the nicest walk. Look at that dog. And that one day will give way to clean up after yourself. (laughs) (laughs) In the most beautiful way. Yes, it's just you try and make the best of the situation that is in front of you. And that can feel, yeah, really hard at the time. And it's not a better version of your relationship. It's just a really different version of your relationship and something to kind of really yeah, sit in and try and... And there'll be... Uh, you're absolutely right. I remember huge ups and I certainly remember huge downs too. You know, really, really, really tough times and tough days and plenty of tears. And it is absolutely worth it for the right person. And I know you have found the right person. And so it's absolutely worth it, but also absolutely worth try to work on the reframing of it as not necessarily something to just survive but something to kind of really enjoy and savor and perhaps just think about the beautiful things that happen would this be necessarily happening if we were you know together and we had that proximity and things like that you know some of those things maybe not and it makes us actually brings out an incredible version of ourselves being in that circumstance I think that's something to kind of treasure as well that's beautiful I have to edit the shit out of that, but you'll be fine. Are you kidding? I'm just putting it out. For a man in a suit most days, Mark's a real little romance muffin, isn't he? He's shown us the value in these hardships. What a fucking asshole, honestly. Okay, now we're going to chat to a friend who's an expert in the world of relationships. Hey, can you hear me? Hi, I can hear you. Yay. Yay. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have you... Plugged in. Um, so basically, can you hear me when I talk to you like this? Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is Chantelle right. Otten. Um, She's awesome. an award-winning relationship therapist and psychosexologist, which means she focuses on the biggest sex organ, the brain. Um, 
So with her experience, what does Chantelle think about going the distance? I have so much good thoughts about long distance. I do believe that long distance builds a really beautiful foundation around communication, around having fun, around being able to describe things that you literally would never be able to describe if your partner was there or if you saw each other, you know, every day or every second day. I think that you develop a huge sense of like, creativity with what you're doing in your general life because you have to be able to tell a story to be interesting. I think that learning how to communicate and be vulnerable with your long distance partner is something that you have to be forced to do in a long distance relationship, but also be able to maintain your sense of self and individuality and your own personal life. I think the people who can survive long distance can really go far in many aspects of their relationship. That's what I like to tell myself, Chantel. Mm, good. <laughs> because it's true. And if you're a romantic or a cynic or a mix between the two like me, you probably would have heard of the five love languages. Created by an American author, Dr. Gary Chapman, it is incredibly popular. It's a theory and a test that shows you the five ways that we experience romantic love. So... What are they? And then how are they affected when we're long distance? There's physical touch, which is literally where you're touching each other. There's words of affirmation, which means you're doing a really great job. I'm so proud of you. There is quality time. So you're hanging out with each other purposefully. There's acts of service. I'll do that for you, babe. Let me take care of this. And there's receiving gifts. The only one that could be a real challenge is physical touch because you are long distance. I think that you can do all those other things whilst in a long distance relationship. I don't think that there's also like an excuse to throw up your hands at love languages while you are long distance. You can talk about giving hugs. You can talk about, you know, what you're going to do next time you see each other and how you're going to touch each other. It can be PG rated or it can be R rated, whatever you want. But I think you can savor those moments of when you were able to touch as well or get excited about the next time you're going to touch. I think acts of service is something that you can do. Like you could ask your partner, what can I do for you? It might mean, can you wake me up in the morning um, instead of putting on an alarm? You know, do the research so that you can take over that act of service if that's their love language for them. But, you know, we have tablets, we have computers, we have FaceTime, you can have a digital dinner date. It's not just about hanging out together, it's about purposefully being together and being present as well. And I guess in regards to gift giving, I mean, thank God for online shopping. You can send anything these days. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you're like a pizza rocked up at your house, you'd be so happy. Like nothing says I love you more than like a pizza. Yes. When I did my um, egg freezing procedure, one of my favorite things that happened was that Magnus sent me a pizza that turned up on the day that I was like getting my result. Oh my God. An angel. All right, Shanti. We've talked about juicing the good stuff out of this, the ways we can make it work, but what about the days that are just hard? Look, long-distance relationships can be a real 
emotional roller coaster because you have the really high highs and you have very low lows. And especially, you know, I have so much empathy for anyone who's going through this. Not only can relationships bring up a lot of feelings in general, but long distance relationships can cause a, a huge amount of feelings and especially ones where you feel like you might just need that hug like you just need that person to be around yeah like I don't think that anything I'm going to say is going to make those days better but I think if you don't bottle up those feelings and you make sure that you have your besties there you have the people that are around you that are going to be able to take you out on a date and love you and be able to be on the couch with you and let you sit in those feelings and just be down like that's a very normal thing you don't ever have to hide that but I think on those soppy days when your partner's a long way away just be honest like I'm like such a sop today like I'm feeling really flat like there's nothing to really do I'm gonna be kind Uh, maybe I'll try and see a friend if I'm not vibing that then I will just be a sad chick yeah I've had to learn how to feel sad a little bit because mm. otherwise I'm too good at just kind of bottling it up. We'll get taught too much that we have to be happy all the time and that's just depressing in itself. It's just toxic to be happy all the time. Yeah. But you know what? It has to be actually communicated. I really believe in getting on the phone and being like, I'm so happy that you're on the phone with me. I don't have much to give because I'm pretty foul right now. I think if you throw out a word that describes the way that you're feeling, it allows the other person to get on the same level with you and also not come back with, hey, like what's going on with you? Like why are you talking in that way or you just don't seem like yourself? The reality is it's because you're not feeling like yourself and you're feeling really shit. So let's just embrace that and not deny it and accept it. Let's just accept a hashtag foul right now. Yes, because <laughs> it makes you laugh, like how foul you are sometimes. Yes, I know, I know. That, that often ends up being the thing where I... Oh, I'm getting now all these pop-ups on my phone where it's like, one year ago you did this, one year ago you did that. And knowing that I I woke up the other day and I was like, oh, man, (laughs) this just ain't good. This is taking a really long fucking time, Magnus. (laughs) But as soon as I kind of said it and I moped around for a little bit, I got a coffee, I put my sunglasses on so the person in the cafe couldn't see that I had a little, like, tear rolling down my face, oh, you know. Shit. Oh, it was bloody awful. It was, it was hashtag foul right now. Um, but <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so, hashtag, so sad. Nothing you can do. Get out of my space. But it was, like, it was quite remarkable. Was the, the sooner that I face it, the sooner that it dissipates disappeared yeah and that's like why you have girlfriends as well like group texts like whatsapp messages with all your friends where you're like guys I'm so fucking grumpy right now like fuck my life like I love those messages coming through and everyone's just like me too like me too and everyone just like bands together and you're like okay I'm I'm disappearing again for a while I'm going into the bad cave bye It's confirming to hear this today. It's confirming those gut feelings that I know that I have and you might have about your long-distance relationship and how it can really be a positive foundation. Still not ideal, but you can make it work. And if you've been sending me messages with all the ways you've been dealing with long-distance, 
just as Chantelle was going through the love languages and shit with us, I can hear that we're nailing it. For example, Rami, separated from your boy, you figured out how to reset your expectations. It's all about knowing the next time that you're going to see them. It's always having a trip or two planned so you can be like, oh, it's okay because I'm so excited to see you in three weeks time or it's I'm so excited to see you in a month's time or whenever and so last year that was really difficult because we spent nine months apart we had to sort of accept the situation and be like well we don't know when we're going to see each other next so instead of it being I'm so excited to see you and touch you in person in a month's time I'm just so excited to talk to you And I loved this idea from you, Nicole. We sent this leather-bound book back and forth where we'd write each other letters and notes and did silly things like drew around our hands and stuff like that. So it looked as though we were touching even though we weren't. And that was really nice to actually get some sort of physical piece of someone as opposed to just, you know, emails or just Skyping or, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, I think that was something that really did help. Hey Linda, my name's Tommy. My boyfriend moved to Melbourne for work recently. We found little rituals help to stay connected. We both love to read, and so most nights we'll have a chat on FaceTime, then set our phones on the bedside table and read in silence together. I love our little nightly reading sessions. It really helps to stay connected to him. Farah, you are milking the quality time from afar. Something that I've started doing is the Saturday morning quiz, the good weekend quiz. I used to do that kind of by myself um, over a coffee and now I've introduced that as our Saturday morning quiz. And even though the time difference is pretty crazy, um, he's in England at the moment, you know, his night is my morning, my morning is his night and we're just polar opposites in the way that we are living our day-to-day life, that there's a, something beautiful about that. I think it's an interesting time for all kind of relationships, not just love. Hello, Linda from South Korea. I'm Rosie and I'm in long distance with my boyfriend, Jared, who's in Australia. I think the most important thing for my long distance is to express honestly how I feel and what I think. And to talk it out to my boyfriend has been really, really helpful. And actually, the first thing of March is our anniversary as well, like yours. And it's our first one, so I'm very, very excited for that. And this podcast could be the most surprising event for my boyfriend. So thank you for this opportunity, Linda. And I wish you the best luck. And lastly, I love you, Jared. Oh, this is so sweet. And I've got one final note for you, which I love very much because it focuses on the most important relationship in your life. The one with yourself. Hi, it's Greta. I'm in Australia and my partner's in Germany. I honestly think the only thing you can do is to view the time apart as an opportunity to work on yourself and do more of what you love so that when you meet again, you're an even more you version of the person that they love. And this is coming from a person who hasn't seen her partner since December 2019 and hasn't lived in the same country as him since November 2018. This is so gorgeous. This is seriously going to go down as the most wholesome thing we have ever done. Like, we are seeing the beauty in the beast of this. So I have to say thank you for helping with that. 
And if you're having a foul right now kind of day, I hope that this last few minutes has at least made you feel a little bit less alone. We're going to keep being tough and tender. And here's something fun for you. We're even taking a bit of that control back because next time on Tough Love. Where are my eggs now? So they're down the end of the corridor. (laughs) (laughs) They're just happily down the end of the corridor, sitting in a, a special tank down there. The scientists have got a a system where they can locate your eggs if you ever want them. They can be transported interstate or if you decided to take them to Los Angeles, we can do that as well. That's right. It's egg freezing time. And if you want to send me a message or ask any questions, hit me up on Instagram at Linda Mariano or send an email, hellotoughlove at gmail.com. Tough Love is a podcast by me, Linda Mariano. Produced by me and Amelia Chapelo with support from Mike Williams. Join me every two weeks on your podcast player. Make sure you hit subscribe. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. Okay. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye.